Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. In the book of Ezekiel... We come today to God's judgment upon His people, which is a picture of His judgment upon the church today. Yet the result of God's judgment upon the church is to gain a group of people who return to Christ and gain Christ. This is Matt Miller with Bob Danker, and we hope you'll stay with us today for encouragement in the midst of God's judgment. Bob, in our last program, we saw the the degradation of God's people resulting from the setting up of idols in their hearts, which actually broke God's heart. We saw that in Ezekiel 6, verse 9, and the setting up of the idols was in Ezekiel 14, verse 3. Today is almost like part two of our last program, where we're going to continue on with the judgment that follows the degradation. Could you lead our listeners into what we'll see from the Lord's Word today in Ezekiel? Well, of course, Matt, the book of Ezekiel was written at a time when God's people had become very, very degraded. They had, as you mentioned, they had set up idols in their hearts uh, instead of loving God with their whole heart as God wanted them to do. They set up idols, things other than God in their heart that they loved instead of God. So their heart was turned away from God They were estranged or separated from God by these idols. And as a result of this, they became more and more degraded. And instead of becoming God's expression, you know, God wants his people to be his expression. He needs a people on the earth to express him, the God of glory, the God of who is holy, separated from everything, and unique, and the God who is absolutely righteous. These are three attributes of God, his glory, his holiness, and his righteousness. And he wants us, his people, to express these attributes of his so that the invisible God can have a visible expression. This is what God wanted when he called and he gained the nation of Israel. But instead of fulfilling God's intention, they became degraded and became actually the opposite of what God wanted. So God was forced, he had no choice, but to come in to exercise his judgment over his degraded people so that he could fulfill his positive purpose of making his people his expression. So God doesn't judge with a negative purpose. He judges with a positive purpose so that ultimately he can fulfill his purpose and cause his people to fulfill the the desire of his heart. Bob, you mentioned the... God's glory, God's holiness, and God's righteousness. And those three things we're going to see in today's program become the base of God's judgment upon his people. And that'll be our first section with Witness Lee. The basis of God's judgment is that God's people are short of his glory, short of his holiness and his righteousness. And 
There's a lot of verses in this particular life study from Ezekiel chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11 that covers this picture. But I've selected just a few here, and this particular one is talking about the children of Israel have become dross in Ezekiel chapter 22, which is a contrast to a verse we covered in our last program in Exodus 19 verse 5 about how God wanted them to be his treasure, his precious treasure. So let me read Ezekiel 22, verses 18 through 20, and then we'll go to Witness Lee. Son of man, the house of Israel has become dross to me. All of them are bronze and tin and iron and lead in the midst of the furnace. They are the dross of silver. Therefore, thus says the Lord Jehovah, because all of you have become dross. Therefore, I am now gathering you into the midst of Jerusalem. As they gather silver and bronze and iron and lead and tin into the midst of the furnace to blow fire upon it and smelt it, so will I gather you in my anger and in my wrath, and I will lay you there and smelt you. Let's go to Witness Lee from his speaking, which was originally in 1971. God's judgment upon his people was based upon three main things. Number one, the glory of God. Number two, the holiness of God. Number three, the righteousness of God. You look into these 23 chapters, you can easily see God's glory is versus idols. You know, in the vision, Ezekiel was brought to Jerusalem and entered into the temple. There, two things were in contrast. Number one, on the walls, you have all the image of the idols. And over the temple, you have the glory of the Lord. You see, how could the glory of the Lord tolerate the images of the idols? You read those verses. Because the temple was filled with idols. The glory of the Lord left the temple and left the city. And that was the departure of the glory of the Lord. I tell you, God's judgment upon his people, firstly, is based upon his glory. If there's anything that is versus his glory, surely this very thing will provoke the judgment of God. Then you have God's holiness. God's holiness is God's separation, God's sanctification. We, as God's elect, should be the pure gold, pure silver, pure treasures, with the pure preciousness. But today, God's people, God's elect, the church, just becomes a kind of dress. So it needs what? It needs the burning. It needs God's holy fire. Then, God's righteousness is versus our injustice, our unrighteousness. You know, the people by that time, 
exercise robbery. What was this? This was injustice. This was unrighteousness. According to God's righteous throne, God has to exercise his judgment over all this kind of unrighteous, unjust things. Anything that doesn't fit in God's glory. Anything that doesn't fit in God's holiness, sanctification. Anything that doesn't fit in God's righteousness will be judged. Bob Witness Lee mentioned 23 chapters. If you read these chapters, those are the 23 chapters from chapter 2 of Ezekiel through chapter 24, which talk about the judgment on Israel. Then we're going to cover in our next program eight more chapters, which cover God's judgment on the nations. But today we're on the judgment of Israel, of God's people. And I think the crucial point we need to point out is that it's based upon God's righteousness, holiness, and glory. That becomes the basis of his judgment. That's right, Matt. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned these two objects of God's judgment. First, God judges his own people. First Peter says that judgment begins from the house of God. Then God judges the unbelievers. But first he has to exercise his judgment on his people so that he can ultimately make them his glorious expression. So when God's people, who are God's peculiar treasure, when they have idols in their heart to replace God, these idols offend God's glory. They're against and opposed to the glory of God. And as we see in Ezekiel, eventually the glory of God left the temple. It left the city of Jerusalem and left the people. It left the nation of Israel completely. This was the first step in God's judgment because the people had idols in their hearts. Actually, they had idols in the temple, but those were only the outward idols. What God was concerned about is the inward idols. For us, we may not have an image, something set up in our home, but we may have idols in our heart. We may have things that we love more than we love the Lord, things that occupy us and replace the Lord in our heart. So this kind of thing offends God's glory. And then God wanted his people to be a pure treasure to him, like pure gold and pure silver, without any alloying elements, no mixture. God is a holy God. He's pure. He's sanctified. He's separated. He's, in him there's nothing common, nothing of the world. But when God's people become worldly, they, get, they are mixed with impure elements, they no longer become pure. In fact, the people of Israel were so impure that God said, you're dross, and dross is what's left over. It's all the impurities that are burned out when a metal like silver or gold is heated in a furnace. The object is to get out all the impure things so that you just have a pure substance. So God's people became impure. That offended God's holiness. And then in their midst, there was all kinds of injustice, robbery, oppression, murder. They became as evil or maybe more evil than the Gentiles who don't know God. So there was full of unrighteousness. This offended God's righteousness. And, you know, it's possible when we look at God's people today, the Christians today, it's possible to see these negative things. 
In our heart, there may be idols. In our living, there may be all kinds of impurity. And even among us, there can be unrighteous things, things that are unjust and against God's righteous nature. So what will God do in that case? Well, he has no choice. He has to come in, exercise his judgment based upon these three things. Well, Bob, I want to reiterate that it's it's a good outcome. The judgment of God does have a good outcome, and we don't want our listeners to be too discouraged, but we want to make sure they stay with us because our program does have a good conclusion today to go beyond the negative aspect of God's judgment. Let's go on beyond the basis of God's judgment to see the means of God's judgment, and we see that in Ezekiel 14, verse 21. For thus says the Lord Jehovah, how much more then when I send my four severe judgments upon Jerusalem, sword and famine and wild beasts and pestilence, to cut off men and beast from it. Let's go back to Witness Lee. God exercised his judgment over his people by four terrible things. What are these terrible things? Number one, sword. Fighting, war. Number two, famine, short of food. Number three, pestilence, diseases. Number four, the wild beasts. These four things are mentioned clearly in these 23 chapters, used by God as a kind of means to exercise his judgment on his people. Now, how could we apply all these four things to today's church? Well, whenever peace is gone, that means you have a war there. And this kind of war is God's judgment. Either there's some idol, or there's something unholy, or there's something unrighteous, then Due to the fighting, you have the shortage of food. Then, due to the shortage of food, you have the pestilence, all kinds of spiritual diseases, all kinds of spiritual weaknesses, uh, sicknesses, and so forth. Then, do you think there are some beasts among us? Paul, in Acts chapter 20, Warned the elders from Ephesus that someday some wolves will come into the church without any pity on the flock. Well, look at today's judgment exercised by God over his people. Full of these four things. Fighting, shortage of food, spiritual diseases, and the beasts. Bob, can we continue to discuss this application that Witness Lee has opened up here about how God's judgment is related into the church situation today about Christians fighting, a shortage of food, a famine, a pestilence where the Christians become weak and sick. And then finally, there's beasts. This is a real picture, isn't it, Bob? It is. Um, Of course, these things were literal and physical in the days of Israel in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, among God's New Testament people, we have to realize that these four severe judgments are pictures or types or figures of spiritual things. Like 
as you mentioned, Matt, the sword. Of course, that means fighting. So when God's people are under his judgment, there's fighting among them. There's disharmony instead of oneness. There is discord instead of one accord. Is a kind of fighting, uh, conflict. This is a sign that God is judging. Then, of course, war issues in famine, which means lack of food. So God's people don't have the necessary spiritual nourishment for their daily living and their growth. They become famished for food. And third, you have pestilence. Of course, when we're undernourished, we become diseased. We become sick, weak. Uh, And this is the situation that we see today uh, among God's people, that there is disease and sickness, spiritually speaking. And then finally, we have this terrible picture of the wild beasts. And of course, uh, Paul's word in Acts chapter 20 gives us the spiritual significance of what wild beasts signify. They signify evil persons who come in among God's flock and damage the flock. So today, even among God's people today, we can see wild, evil persons damaging uh, God's people on the earth. This is a sign of God's judgment. And as you mentioned, God's judgment has a positive goal, but the means of God's judging is terrible. We better get on to the goal. (laughs) That's our final portion with Witness Lee. And I'd like to... uh start out by reading Ezekiel 3.17, which opens up in God's mercy how he says, Son of man, I have appointed you as a watchman to the house of Israel, and you will hear the word from my mouth, and you will give them warnings from me. So the first thing is he sets up watchmen who in the midst of the degradation will speak the Lord's word. That's a real mercy. And then secondly, in Ezekiel 9 verse 4, And Jehovah said to him, Pass through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and put a mark on the foreheads of the men who sigh and groan because of all the abominations that are committed in its midst. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study in a very positive word. In the Lord's judgment, there was still God's mercy and the visitation of God's mercy. In God's mercy, God did five things to his people. Number one, he established the watchmen, such as Ezekiel, to warn them. The watchmen. Then, number two, before God sent the fire to exercise his judgment, he sent his angel to mark out his seekers. Those who sigh and cry for all the sinfulness and the evils of the city. I tell you, hallelujah, today it is exactly also the same. Some dear seekers have really been marked by God. Regardless of how much fighting among the Christians, they have nothing to do with that. The fightings among the Christians never damage them. And they didn't suffer any shortage of the spiritual food. And they never had any kind of spiritual disease. Isn't this marvelous? Number three, by God's mercy, God kept, preserved a remnant. In the captivity, God kept 
a remnant. Today's the same. God not only marked out the seekers, but also he kept a remnant. And number four, God says, even in the captivity, I will be a little sanctuary to them. Then, praise the Lord. The Lord's mercy in the captivity promised them that one day he will bring them back. He will bring them back to the land again. Amen. And the land will be on the highest mountain of Israel. And we know this is the resurrected and ascended Christ. Something still better. Have you noticed by reading all these 23 chapters? That is, in God's judgment, there is something predicting Christ. Christ is predicted even in the word of judgment. Under the judgment of God. With so much disappointment, God prophesied, told his people that Christ is their hope. Christ is their encouragement. Today, if we are faithful to the Lord under God's kinds of judgment, we shouldn't be disappointed, but rather encouraged with Christ. Even under God's judgment, there's still the mercy of God and the encouragement of Christ. Hallelujah for God's mercy and hallelujah for God's Christ. Well, Bob, I'm so happy that we can end a program on God's judgment with hallelujah for God's mercy and hallelujah for God's Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) I echo that. God's mercy, Bob, is especially encouraging to me that in the midst of this degradation, God's people, that some could be set aside, that some could be uh, marked out to speak, not only speak for the Lord as watchmen, that they could also be preserved as a remnant in the midst of all the degradation and be preserved from the abominations. just want to give you your microphone, Bob, for your final comments. Yes, Matt, this is truly wonderful. God's mercy is too marvelous in the midst of the failure of God's people and the judgment that God has no choice but to exercise over them. God's mercy is manifested. And all these ways that Witness Lee mentioned that God's mercy is revealed here in the book of Ezekiel, actually God's purpose for his people is to bring them into Christ and to make Christ everything to them, to bring them into the enjoyment of Christ so that they can be filled with Christ, saturated with Christ, so that they can live Christ as their righteousness, holiness, and glory for God's expression. This is God's positive purpose. And even when he uh, exercises his judgment, God never abandons his purpose. So here in Ezekiel, you see all these encouraging words Uh, especially the words concerning Christ, that God would bring the people back to the good land. Even though he had scattered them among the nations, he told them he would bring them back. That means God will bring his people who are under his judgment back to the enjoyment of Christ. And then he prophesied that Christ would come to be so many things to God's people. This is for their encouragement and consolation while they are suffering God's judgment. So we can see that God's desire is simply 
to cause his people to enjoy Christ more and more. He uses his judgment to help us to open to Christ, to return to Christ, to allow Christ to come in and to be everything to us so that we can fulfill his purpose. Very good, Bob. It's a wonderful program today. I I really appreciate you coming in and doing it with me. It's always a pleasure, Matt. And we're glad that you were able to join us for this uh, program from Ezekiel and hope that you could call us to get more information on how to get the printed materials or just to give us your comments on what you heard today. Our phone number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can just write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or send an email to radio at lsm.org. would also like to let you know about the radio programs available in MP3 format for free download from our website, lsm.org, or you can call us now and actually get those on CD if you don't want to take the time to download them all. They're available to be purchased on a CD. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll continue with us as we go through the rest of Ezekiel. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Whether you're hearing this program via radio, online, or as a podcast, you'll find hundreds of audio studies just like this one by visiting our website, lsmradio.com. We also hope you'll email us with your questions or comments, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Thanks for listening.